Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Mad Men Recap. My name is Paul, and I'm here in my tuxedo and my bow tie. I've got uh, my special pants on. They don't match the tuxedo at all, uh, but they are special, and they're my opening night pants, everybody. This is it. It is season six. We are here to celebrate. Now, you may notice you don't hear that beautiful breath. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Even his breath is like a satin gelatin. That you can just hear flowing through your ears. No, it's smooth, soft. I think it would be more velvety. Velvety. And uh, speaking of velvety, I think you know who that is. That's right. Instead of Dr. John with us tonight, we have the best co-host. That's right. If you show up, you're the best co-host in the industry. <laughs> Kate, how you doing? I'm good. I'm glad you're here. Um, I think at the top of the show, we have to talk about a few things. One thing being that Dr. John has failed to join us. He used to be... Somewhere doctoring, right? He is. Isn't now, doctoring uh, conference? He's at, I don't know if it's a conference or if there's been, or if he's over in China dealing with the pandemic, but I do know this. Wherever he is, he's sad he's not here with us tonight. He loves this way more than I do. <laughs> and let me say, way, 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 way more, way more than, than Kate than does. I do, yeah. But you know what, folks? That's not going to stop us. Even the trucks in the background can't <laughs> stop us. From doing the best Mad Men show we can. Now, you may say, Paul, how are you going to do this? You haven't looked up any facts. You never do that. Well, that's right. Neither has Kate. Oh, did you read any mail? You didn't read any mail. I didn't, you didn't? I didn't look at any facts. I did see some tweeters. And we did have a great time the other night tweeting with everybody oh, for the did. opening show. Oh, we did. That's my show. favorite. Uh, so, above and beyond John not being here, can I just can I get your thoughts? I'm going to give you mine real quick about the... Um, just your impression of this first episode. Just your overall. A thousand foot view. Up in the air. Mine. Yeah. Um, you know, it seems like I'm always a little disappointed by the season opener mm-hmm. and the season finale. I don't know what I want to happen, mm-hmm. but I just feel like it never does. Okay. And it's just really slow. <laughs> okay. And I feel like we didn't... I mean... I don't know. It was just kind of like, oh, so it's a new season. Other than that, nothing really exciting kind of took, you know, took hold. I've got to say, I'm glad we haven't talked about this. I have a completely different opinion. Do you really? I feel as if someone put a story cannon in front of my face and just set it off. No, I'm serious. I feel like they covered so much ground so quickly. I mean, I know it was an hour and a half. That's not two hours, folks. There's commercials. Come on. Um, but, uh, I feel like they just tried to get, they tried to pack in a little bit from every character. And if you remember in last year's opener, um, uh, Fat Betty wasn't in it. Betty Monster, no. Fat Betty, whatever we want to call it, wasn't in it at all. And this, this season, she had quite an opener. Yeah, quite a pervy opener. She is a middleweight. No. She's uh, not she's, quite as big. No, she's lost she, a, a few. I'd she still is reducing. her Hefty Betty. Hefty Betty. Hefty monster, Betty. Hefty Betty monster. Betty monster, Hefty. <laughs> um, she is reducing, which I'm now going to start telling people as a fat she, uh, Paul Giamatti myself. I call myself a fat Giamatti. Uh, I, I too, with swimsuit season approaching, am reducing. Very slowly. So you're doing the, the laxative and pills thing like Betty? I didn't say that. No? But I, yes, I am. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Mostly just laxative. Oh. Oh man. Oh. I might not make it through the show, everybody, <laughs> but I'm but nothing tastes as good as skinny as feels. Skinny feels. Alright. 
So uh, we're just going to jump into the show. Here's the thing, like I said, um, the commentary will be a little different because we don't have the benefit of Dr. John, but to, to a bonus for you, chances are this show will be much quicker. Yes, let's hope. <laughs> okay, again, um, we haven't hired Kate on, so uh, we can't fire her. <laughs> I think that's the crux of the situation. Mad Men Season 6, Episode 1, The Doorman. Who dies a couple times in this episode? Oh, man. So it starts out with I, I, I does, it starts out with Don and and um, and Megan in Hawaii, or am I wrong? Does it start out with the doorman? Doesn't it start out with the doorman being resuscitated? Yeah, it starts out with him passing out. Well, no, it just starts out with the doctor resuscitating him. Yeah. You don't know who it is, and for for my money, I was thinking Don. The whole time. Don Roger. Yeah. It's got to be Don or Roger. Because that would be such a powerful or way to start the old dude the office. Oh, the coop? The coop. Honestly, folks, again, I thought he was dead. I did too. I ser- I keep thinking he or he died last season or this season. Did he die in season three? Has he ever had a scare? He's like, He's isn't never... he kind of crazy healthy and he doesn't smoke and he doesn't drink I mean, and he takes his shoes off everywhere? He does take his shoes off everywhere, which yeah. is, people don't realize this. I saw on the Today Show, which is literally just a circus on TV, uh, that taking your shoes off extends your life by at least a half an hour. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we got then Megan and Don on the on the beach of Hawaii. Uh, Megan's having a great time. She feels as if she's turning into a bit of a I, I don't know why, but it, she reminds me a bit of a Betty here. She's drinking. Yeah. She seems a little dumber than normal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's really enjoying the lifestyle that Don uh, provides. Well, and she's become kind of a, a star, a small, small screen star. Oh, very small screen, very soap operas and whatnot. I mean, that's that's embarrassing. At a point, right? I mean, is being on a soap opera really anything? It seems like the best gig in the world. You think so? Actually, yeah. Oh, they do a show every day, though. I know, it's a day, it's it's like, a day of show. All you have to memorize is, oh my God, my twin brother, what? That's true, and then just staring at the yeah. camera. Folks, so as he's resuscitating, then Don comes out with this, there's this kind of um, uh, uh, monologue. He's reading a book on the beach. Uh, the name of the book is, is it Inferno? Dante's Inferno. Dante's Inferno. I just saw the word Inferno, and be it that I have no literary culture at all. I have no idea what that means. I'm sure there's a deeper meaning there. It seems as if a very profound line was being said. Um, And it seems as if Don, again, is struggling with whatever he struggles with. What does he have to struggle with? He's a lot to struggle with. He's rich. He's successful. He has all his hair. Even on the beach, the man's hair is perfect. I don't like his new choice of sunglasses. That's a mistake. Well, I'm going like to blame that. a plated version of his old. No, they did completely little. different shaped. I'm going to blame that on Megan. Um, anyway, Megan's getting some sun. She does make a remark that she can't get too tan. And we start to we just start to feel a little bit like she's uh, uh, she, she maybe have her television career extended a little bit. They, they cut back into the living room or into the uh, hotel, hotel room. room. And Megan is telling Don about her drug buying experience in Hawaii. Hmm. Do you have any drug buying stories you could tell us about? Well, none that I could tell you about. You don't have any to share? No. Well, I certainly don't either. No. Uh, <laughs> she tells Don, uh, Don seems a little reluctant to try the weed or the reefer. I don't know what the kids are calling it. And, the ganja? Um, the g- <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, the ganja. <laughs> and uh, uh, she promises Don that um, although he's tried it, he has not tried it during intercourse. I'm going to try to class this up, and uh, it's way better. Um, I just what's what I've been told. That's what I'm told. I don't know. I don't know these things. Um, we then uh, find ourselves out at dinner with Don and Megan. 
Um, they are clearly on a bit of a, 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 they've fallen upstairs. Now we're not going to the Hojos of the world anymore. <laughs> we're going to uh, very classy joints in Hawaii. They're obviously being hosted by, um, by these folks uh, to try to learn a, bit, a little bit about their resort. It's a business. It's a business for pleasure trip. You think? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. As always, Don seems a little confused by it all. He always has that confused look on his oh. face. Like, like he's thinking about how to sell it, but at the same time, he's also thinking about how he said he's seen dead people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, man, could you relax? Well, he's seen a lot of people, you know, get offed. He saw yeah. his, his dad get hit in the head by that horse. By that horse, yeah. And then his the brother guy, who hung himself. His brother who's hung. Well, he didn't see that happen, though. But he, he knows saw it, it. He knows it happened. No, he didn't ever see it. That guy in the war who he whose he head saw blew up, blowed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll put the that'll put the freak out on you. Um, and then Lane. Oh, and then Lane, yeah. and that was that was gruesome. I mean, you know, he's seen some shit. He's seen some shit. Yeah. Thank you. I'm gonna quote that. Uh, Megan's having a great time again. Uh, she goes up. She hula dances a little bit. Now let me tell you, the guy who looks like uh, what's that guy from La Bamba? Oh my God, Lou Diamond Phillips. Lou Diamond Phillips lookalike contest. This guy wins every single time. Uh, he's up there dancing with Megan, uh, kind of doing it, kind of getting a little fresh. It's a little sexual. It's sexual, yeah. to say it, to say the least. <laughs> sexual. Uh, Don doesn't seem to care. Mm. Um, another thing that happens, I think, um, that we start to see is Don getting up in the middle of the night and leaving. And I always feel like uh, you know if Megan talked to um, Fat Monster Betty. Monster fat? No, it's fat monster that goes the best. Fatty monster. Fat? Oh, fatty monster Betty yeah. with fatty. Betty. Well, no, we don't need the Betty. Doesn't matter. Fatty monster. Oh, oh, I get it now. Get it? Fatty. Oh get it. my god, I'm so slow on the uptake. <sighs> uh, if fatty monster and uh, <laughs> and Megan talked, I think that would be the first thing. Um, uh, do you wake up alone almost every morning? Yeah. Okay. Don's down at the bar. He can't sleep or he won't sleep or whatever. And he runs into this GI who's, home, who's uh, on leave from uh, Vietnam. And uh, the word is he, oh, he's getting married. And, and do you know why he's getting married? Because you don't, you don't die. Apparently. You don't die if you get married. You got something to live for. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Do you think that's true? Um, well, you know, I mean, I, I don't think that's a good reason to get married. No. No, it's probably uh, not. His lady friend is, or, or fiance, is from uh, San Diego. And she moved, she came halfway to meet him, and he's going halfway to marry her. That was what he said. Oh, I thought, that's nice. I thought that She's was also nice. Mexican. I, I think we learned that, too. He says that out of the side of his mouth. Mm-hmm. Not, I'm, not, I'm not cool with that. You got to be proud about that. Yeah. You know, I'm marrying a Mexican lady. I'm getting psyched about no shame about in it. that game. Fajitas. And that's not even, <laughs> that's not a... That's that's fair. He doesn't say it like he's proud of it though. It's he kind of Molly's? sounds like. <laughs> anyway, you know this guy mean? is just getting married. Get married. Apparently, she was selling churros on the beach. Okay. Okay, I'm sorry. folks, that was not. <laughs> Any more stereotypes you'd like to throw in there? We'll we'll run we'll Paul, run through them. We'll run we'll run through them throughout the episode. Yeah. He asks Don to be his, uh, to give away the bride uh, because he doesn't just want the guy at the hotel to do it. And Don, who I think is definitely feeling a, uh, a kinship with this guy or an understanding, right? Because he's kind of been there. He's not as kind of uh, goofy as this guy. But, you know, he's been there. He's been on leave. He knows what it's like to be scared witless because you're at war. He feels for this guy. Um, 
they meet because of their army uh, lighters, and uh, and he agrees to be uh, he agrees to give away the bride. Now Megan wakes up in the morning. By the way, uh, we are getting more and more side boob as this mm-hmm. as this show uh, goes along. Mm-hmm. And I don't know whether to complain or be taken aback by it. Your I don't thoughts. think you're complaining about it. I'm not complaining about it. You're not complaining it. about no. it? Mm-hmm. Quality side boob. Yeah. Always always in Kate's corner. Uh, she looks out. She, she sees uh, Don's not there. She looks out on the world. We see her wonky teeth. And She's got kind of lazy eyes also. Without you think, all that makeup. Well, it's early in the morning, mm-hmm. you know? Um, as she looks out on the beach, she decides to take the stroll out. She sees Don standing there. The wedding happening. Uh, I don't know. I would be... If that if you woke up and you found me on the beach at a wedding, would you not say, "Well, there's a story." Yeah. Well, what would would you be like? Oh, I'm gonna take a picture. No. Or would you be like, "What the f is Probably going that. on?" But then you'd be like, "Oh, I'm married to Don Draper." Weird shit like this happens all the time. It's gonna so. happen all the time. Now, what do we see next? But we see the Francis. Can we say the Francis? The Francis's. Yeah. The Draper Francis's. Um. Fatty, uh, fatty, fatty monster, fatty Fat, monster, fatty monster, fatty monster, fatty monster, uh, and and the and the crew. Oh man, uh, Elder Francis is quite possibly <laughs> the most terrifying being on the planet, right? Uh, they are uh, they're at the Nutcracker, and on the way home, <clears throat> um, they get pulled over. And let me tell you, uh, uh, old lady Frances is not nice. No. She does not know how to talk her way out of a ticket. No. I would have pulled my coat aside a little bit. Well, show the officer what I'm working with. Her face just isn't as pretty as it probably once never was. So you <laughs> can't quite get you out know, of the... You it's know, like, uh, it's like it went from being a new catcher's mitt to an old one. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, they don't get out of the ticket, and uh, I think that if I was that cop, I would have given them two tickets. One for, <laughs> one for being terrible and one for speeding. <laughs> Um, now, folks, we're going to go into uh, some events that I found shocking. Yeah. We get home, and um, Sally's friend uh, turns out to play the violin. Now, Sally's friend is already a little weird looking. What do you mean? Proportionally, her face just seems to be a bit odd. She's what, 13? I don't care. It, uh, it's Are one we of those. all a little it, weird looking when we're 13? Well, I'm a little weird looking now, but yeah. you know, those. she's one of those uh, folks that has all her face up at the top and, and, and none at the bottom. I think you got the wrong way around. She's got all of her face down at the bottom. No, that's because you're looking at her uh, with her chin on a violin. <laughs> if you just look at her face before it's smashed up against something, uh, it's all at the top. Either way, uh, Henry Francis continues to be like a really good dude, right? Because they're like, hey, uh, we got a ticket. Uh, and uh, they said, oh, you know, well, you're your assistant mayor in the city and he'll you take care of it. He takes care of it for everybody. And he's like, you know how I take care of it? I pay them. I'm a stand-up guy. I love you. <laughs> I love you, Francis. I don't know what you've gotten yourself into. I feel yeah. terrible for you. Uh, Sally's friend ends up uh, playing the violin after um, little... Um, Bobby, Bobby Draper, Bobby, Bobby yeah. Draper. I think this is yeah. I don't know. Uh, and the warlock, um, Bobby Draper thinks that he likes the violin case because it looks like a coffin. Fair enough. Is that foreshadowing or some folks, sort of? Folks, don't worry about the boy. He's fine. Um, so uh, she plays the violin, and everybody's listening and very content and lovely. 
So we get back, uh, we get back to uh, New York. Uh, the Drapers are coming in from um, from uh, uh, Hawaii. Uh, they wish they weren't, you know, back. And who's there? But the doorman. The doorman. Um, we learn, you know, oh, you shouldn't be back at work. We find out he was the one with the heart attack. And Don has a flashback uh, to exactly that happening. And you see that they're with their friends. Uh, clearly, uh, the doctor friend and his wife. And uh, the doctor friend, um, it looks as if he resuscitates uh, the doorman. Saves his life. While Don stands there with this befuddled look on his face like, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> Is there a slide projector I could talk about? <laughs> kind of like that. Uh... Now, folks, I want you to brace yourself, because this next part of the conversation, if the kids are listening, just get them right out of the room, okay? Because I can't be responsible for how freaked out you're going to get. Um, we're back at the Francis household. It's clearly um, nighttime. We're all on our way to bed. And Henry Francis, another stand-up guy, just reading the paper, figuring, well, what's up, what's up, you know? Um, she, Betty comes in and says, you shouldn't read that paper? He's like, it's fine tonight. Betty then brings up that um, when... Um, Sally's friend was playing the violin. Bobby and Henry Francis had the same look on their face. And then... (laughs) And then, um, in a very cold and terrifying way that I think is supposed to be kind of uh, playfully hot and is not, um, uh, Fatty Monster uh, starts talking about how if Henry Francis wants to go... Quote, rape her. <laughs> rape her. Uh, she'll take Sally out in the car. Oh, by the way, by the way, Henry, don't forget to put a rag in her mouth. To muffle the screams. So the boys won't hear. What the F? In what world is that okay? Now, folks, if you're out there in listener land and you're saying, Paul, you're, you're just, you're, you're just a... You're just naive. Well, everyone says that kind of stuff. It's hot. It's not hot, folks. Like serial killers say that. Serial killers. Serial people that kill serially say that stuff. <laughs> and I'm not okay with it. And I think if I was Henry Francis, I'd be like, hey, could you sleep in the other room with maybe some locks where you can't kill me? Yeah. You crazy fat lady. <laughs> oh, my God. Folks, if you weren't freaked out by this, you should go talk to somebody. And I'm talking to professional. Don't tweet me. Don't email John. He's not that kind of doctor. We're back at the uh, Draper household. And, uh, you know, they're just talking about scripts. Megan's complaining about her part in the show. Who cares? (laughs) Now, here's where it gets weird. Betty goes downstairs. Middle of the night. She's looking for a donut, um, an eclair, or maybe just uh, just a, bu- uh, a bucket of lard, yeah. a ho-ho, a ring-ding. I don't know. I don't write the show. But I'll tell you who's down there. Sally's little friend. And what is she doing? Sitting in the dark, smoking. Straight up smoking. Now, does Betty come down and say, hey, why are you sitting down here in the dark smoking? That's weird. No. She comes down. Uh, the friend accuses her of having a midnight snack. Betty says she's reducing. And I believe her. Slowly. And then uh, we find out that indeed, as was said earlier, her friend did not get into Juilliard and she will not be going. We know that this girl's mother died and she's hanging out with the Francis's because, you know, this time of year, because it is Christmas time, is difficult. Now, Betty tries to relate and says that her mother died and uh, 
the girl's not buying it. It's a bit of an odd exchange. This girl seems a bit more grown up than uh, Betty's she, ready to give kind her. she's kind of mean. And Betty even at one point asks her, why are you being so mean to me? Well, honestly. And I'm like, what a childish thing for her to say. No, you gotta be kind like, of. listen, little girl. Oh yeah. Oh no. Hey, folks, don't cross Kate. She's not. She's not gonna. Not gonna take that well. Um, it's a bit of an odd exchange. I mean, I wonder if, if, if in a way, Betty's feeling uh, just a little guilty for what she had been saying. I don't know. God, I would feel that. This would, is really awkward. So weird. This so, is weird. so weird. So weird. Ritz crackers. She's got out the Ritz crackers and the peanut butter and the jelly. I don't know. Poor Betty. <laughs> Sneaking Ritz crackers in the middle of the night. That's not how you reduce. No. I'm, no, I'm no reduction doctor. <laughs> but it's not how you do it, folks. Just in case you were wondering, Peggy Olsen's still on the show. And I've got it. And this is, this is just a purely a... Uh, this is purely just an observation. I don't want anyone to take this the wrong way. But I've got to say, Peggy's looking like... I wouldn't be surprised if maybe she was seeing another lady. Right? She doesn't have the best hair in this episode. She's looking a little. She's looking a little rough, a little and that, rough. And, and I don't mean rough. I, that, okay, that was said wrong. I don't mean rough. I just mean she looks as if maybe she's she's made some other life choices. She's fine. Well, I love her. You know, she's leaning in, Paul. God, I wish I could. <laughs> she's still dating Abe, and Abe's got long hair now. Now I don't know if I've mentioned this, folks, but Kate and I know Abe, and we're friends with him. <laughs> no, we're not. We met him one time. We met him one time. We met him one time. Uh, anyway, Peggy gets a, a phone call, and I'm not even actually sure who this guy is. I know that he's involved in the agency that she works at, and apparently there's a big hubbub, there's a big problem with a, a, an ad they're going to be running. Um, apparently Johnny Carson has made um, some jokes, and they're a little worried that it's going to be taken the wrong way um, in wartime, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Do you have mm-hmm. anything you want to... What was the ad? Lend me your ear? Yeah. Was there something about cutting an ear off or losing an ear something or like something that. like that? Yeah. yeah. Advertisers freaked out and they want to pull it because they think, you know, it's going to be a bad move. And Betty's, uh, Peggy, there you go, drink. Peggy, Peggy's, Peggy's like. Peggy's trying to talk him off the ledge. It'll be fine. It is fine. Yeah. So, lo and behold, uh, Don's doctor friend works in the office in the same building? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on the floor. And I feel like uh, Don has been very taken um, by this guy and how he's able to, to save lives. And I think this happens to a lot of people where you look at maybe what you're doing next to someone who maybe is doing something uh, more obviously for the greater good and feel a little bit um, like, what, yeah. what have I done with my life? Like every day. Yeah, every day. Yeah. Pretty much every day of my life. Yeah. When I talk to Dr. John, right. I'm like, what did you do today? Right. He's like, well, I went golfing and then I saved five people. Yeah. And I'm like, I just... Or, you know, I'm teaching children or I'm, you know... He does teach children how to read. It's amazing. He's volunteering with the blind... Giving blood again He's blind, uh, volunteering with blind children who have uh, speech problems. Yeah. And he teaches them how to stop stuttering. It's amazing. John is amazing. <laughs> Not part of this show. Uh, we find Roger uh, to be in therapy. He's having some problems. Um, I don't know. He's not getting along with the therapist. Well, he's, I don't know. It's an, it's an, it's awkward. He's kind of being an ass and the therapist is like, you're just kind of being an ass. Whatever. Good. You're Roger uh, Sterling. I don't know. Didn't you write a book once? I think he did. Yeah, I did. Uh, Sterling Silver. Yeah. 
Sterling's gold. Sterling, that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> we're then in the um, we're then in the uh, office uh, of Chaw. Chaw's what, what what is their agency? Chaw. 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 Uh, we're then in the uh, agency uh, of Chaw, and we have a guy um, who is trying to relate to uh, Peggy what he saw on Johnny Carson, and he's doing a terrible job. And I must say, folks. If you want to look at a parallel, it's very similar to how Kate and I are doing this show. <laughs> uh, we are retelling a show and not really getting much of it right. No. And if you haven't seen the show yet, this is a pure no spoilers, isn't it? <laughs> Purely no spoilers. Anyway, he's doing a terrible job and we get to see how funny uh, Peggy is. She's down to business. You can see how Don's influenced her throughout the, throughout the show. Stick in charge, you know. I love her. I love she's, it. She's my favorite. Now, oh, this is a good one. So the next scene is uh, Don in the elevator with this guy who is just like oddly really charming and really nice and almost creepy like he's Mormon. Sorry, folks. If you're Mormon out there, that didn't mean that. Whatever. I'm sorry for you. Oh, anyway. okay. Man, we're doing a terrible job. Yeah, we are. Uh, anyway, uh, he's super nice. I can't figure out what his role was. He just kind of pops up. He's very like... He's very buddy-buddy kind of buddy with Don. Sneaky, weird. Sneaky, sneaky, weird. He gives Don a cup I'm of coffee. I'm wondering what his, like, I don't know, big picture role is going to be in all this. I don't know either. Hey, Don, I always get two cups of coffee. One for me and one in case I run into yeah, you. What? No way. Weirdo. Freako. Anyway. Uh, As he should be, Don is a little skeptical of this guy. Oh, yes. Uh, so finally we get in the office and kind of see where things have netted out. The place is kind of a mess. Much as uh, maybe that time period was, you've got uh, you've got Ginzo with the Rocking long a hair beer and a mustache and a mustache and a crazy, crazy sweater. I like that sweater. It looks really warm. Is what I'm saying. It, it looks does. really thick. And then you've got Stan with a hilarious beard, <laughs> and of course his and his clothes are still too tight. <laughs> We've got some new people in the office working. Everybody looks really kind of greasy, grungy, yeah, though. Yeah, I've got to say, it's a bit disappointing. I mean, except for the folks in the office that ha have been there a while. Um, we still have Dawn there. She looks like maybe she's now really Dawn's um, like right-hand lady. Like a premier executive assistant, yeah. Yeah, right-hand lady. She seems great. She seems like he's, she's got her things together. And then uh, we also see right away that, hey, there's a new staircase. We've moved into that office upstairs. They're taking... Uh, some promotional photos of the of the partners, and we get to run into uh, Mr. Porn Problem himself, Harry Crane. <laughs> He's back, looking fat, dressed terribly, Did and everybody's got sovereigns. Like the other uh, the other night, uh, I don't. I, oh, oh guy, Brian oh, Wilson. Yes, he looks like Brian Wilson from really the Beach does. Boys. Also, I miss Roger's staple, um, like light gray suit that he always wore. Yeah, and he always wore a vest too. I know, like a three piece suit. He's got a double. He's got a double-breasted, uh, like. Uh, he looks like he's just one. I know the master's jacket is green. Yeah, but it kind of looks like that. It doesn't. No? Uh, but he does have like a little boy blue jacket on. It's weird. I don't yeah, like I, do, it. I don't. I don't like it. We also we're see, getting into the period of a lot of uh, polyester tri-blend. Ter so terrible fashion. It's only going to go down. Terrible fashion. We also get to run into Pete, who looks turdier than I could even imagine he would. He's got the sideburns, which are doing nothing for him. And his receding hairline is is almost eating the back of his head. <laughs> it's terrifying. It is terrifying. Um, we get Don in his office. It's been rearranged because it would look better for pictures. Um, I'm not quite sure what that's about, but uh, it happened. 
and then we uh, we find ourselves back uh, back with Peggy, who now has the client in, and is trying to convince him that it's no big deal, and let's just run with what we've got, and it is not working well. She has to get a little tough, but she knows at the end of the day she's going to have to figure out something to get this lend me your ear situation hammered out. Um, I believe it's for costs. It's for it's a headphones ad, and it's for costs, isn't it? I don't remember. I believe so. But hey, or it's maybe probably too busy tweeting. It, it could be for Beats by Dre. <laughs> I'm not sure if that was around. If it was around then, probably. Probably. I don't yeah, know how how old, how old this Dre is. <laughs> But it sounds like a heritage brand. <laughs> we then see Don actually sitting down with the staff and uh, working with them. Which you never bit. saw, no. I feel like, before. It would oh. always you know, be in his office, maybe everyone sitting on the couch, him standing at like a board with the marker thing. Well, that was in the first couple seasons. Yeah. In last season, well, I don't think he didn't he work at all. all last season, though. No. He did not work at all last season. So this season, it's kind of encouraging. I think we might get some of that... Um, some of that more interesting advertising stuff back mm. in the show, which uh, which I'm 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 for. He's and he's really explaining to these folks, um, kind of how to make how to make something have some feeling and some and some actual voice rather than just writing a line. Um, I think there's probably also some hidden stuff in there about life and death and blah and who gives it, but um, <laughs> that's for John to understand and for Kate and I to laugh about. <laughs> Who comes in at that very moment but the doctor that saves lives? Um, not Dr. John. No, Don's friend. He had promised him a Leica in the elevator. Now listen, if somebody promised me a Leica, I would have said, hold on, I'll just come up with you now. Yeah. I'll take that right now. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Uh, not throwing myself into this, but I can't help it. Um, I work on many brands and um, have never been sent anything. It's not like there's a storeroom in the back full of all like the stuff. Like never a ham or a... Never a ham. Never a ham. I haven't worked on any ham brands, but the client never sends anything. Not even like peanut butter or anything? Not even anything. Not even a high hello you here's some You got booze at your last job, didn't you? Uh, yeah, every once in a while yeah, they send over some booze. Yeah. Anyway, apparently Leica sends over cameras, which well, seems far from possible to me. That's nice. Have, have you, folks, have you looked at how much a Leica costs? A lot. It costs a lot. A lot of money. It's no Kodak Fun Fun Time camera. I tell you that. <laughs> Instamatic. <laughs> it's it, oh, that's a good one. Yeah. That app's free, folks. You can pick it up. Um, again, we see Dawn. Then we get to some big news. Hmm. Poor Roger. His uh, his girl comes in. I don't know if you can call her that. His uh, <laughs> his secretary comes in, and is just bawling her face off. Guess what? Your Would mom. Would you start, like, I don't know. I This is very awkward. Like, she, I don't know. There are emotional people out there. Uh, we aren't two of them. But, <laughs> uh, but I think that uh, depending on how well you know, I think maybe it's just the shock of delivering that news may cause you to get emotional. Oh, really? You know what I mean? Like, hey, if you have to go in and say that, that would be emotional. I guess so. I wouldn't want to have to well. say that to anybody. Nobody would ever make us say that to anyone. You kidding me? Oh, no one wants me to break that news. No. No, sir. Uh, anyway, so uh, she tells him that his mother's dead. He has no reaction. Almost none reaction. He says she was she was 87. It was time. Like, good for her. <laughs> Actually, he had a great joke. I can't remember. Yeah, I did. Oh, my God. We didn't do the three things I learned. But, folks, if you've noticed, I clearly didn't learn anything. <laughs> anyway. I've learned that this woman's cardigan 
is amazing, and I need to have one. Did you guys all notice the bird embroidery on the back? It looks like, oh my god, I yeah, mean, that, that bird embroidery is pretty amazing. Amazing. I thought it was just a bunch of trinkets stuck to it, anyway. like she found it on at Friday's Gotta on the wall. see that anthropology. Probably next fall. Fair enough. Uh, we see uh, Peggy Olson trying to get in touch with Cha. Apparently, he's at some kind of religious retreat, and she's talking to a uh, a. Um, he, he's a not priest? Catholic though. No, it's not oh, a priest. A reverend. A reverend or something like that, and he, right. she keeps calling him father, and he's like, "No." Hey, she had some funny. This stuff. is kind of a funny back and forth they have. There was some. There were some funny lines in there. Peace be with you. And, I think at the very end, that's what. Uh-huh. We see uh, then Don back in his office trying to get some pictures taken. And um, now, now this is where I'm a bit confused. He takes out the lighter, and it's the lighter from the kid. They must have traded lighters. They didn't show that, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's the lighter from the kid. Yeah, it is. They did at the bar. See, I don't remember them. I yeah. don't remember that happened. Yeah. In life, we often have to do things that are just not our bag. Huh. Dinkins, PFC Dinkins. Do you think maybe they just accidentally traded lighters? That could have been. I mean, they had the same I mean, lighter. Is that an army thing? Yeah. That's what, that, they made that it sound just, like it was that an you army just, No, but that you trade. Maybe. Maybe that's, maybe we that's wouldn't it. Know. Anybody out there in the army and has a lighter? Anyone? We can't trade you for it. This is something that John would have done research on that we didn't, oh, we didn't bother to do. For Christ's sake. Uh, we see Sorry. Megan up early, uh, wishing Don a good day. I'm sure something else happened there, but I can't remember. And then we see, oh, no, 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 right. Megan has to go to work. And she says, oh, I'm sorry, I can't go to Roger's funeral. Uh, Don has to go. And what's really strange is that Don, uh, we see in this kind of next shot, Don just getting trashed, right? Just uh, sitting in that beautiful sunken living room that they've got. Oh, just God. Throwing him back the old Canadian club, I believe that's what he, that bottle it, it says. It certainly is. It certainly is. Um... Uh, there's there's an also a scene where uh, uh, Peggy uh, no Sally is talking to uh, Fatty Monster and says that uh, uh, her friend is taken off to Juilliard. Now listen, we know because we've got the inside track that that's not happened because she did not get into Juilliard. It's all a bunch of lies. Um, we then find ourselves at the funeral where uh, Roger is surrounded by old aunts and and whatnot. Who are upset. They need to talk. We see Jane come in. Holy crap. I, I, th- I don't know. I don't hate her. I don't like her. I thought we were done with her. Um, but it was nice of her to show up. Of course, all the guys are there. You've got uh, you got Pete and Kenny Cosgrove. and Everyone's got... I gotta say, the hairstyle is just crazy. Yeah. I would recommend... Pete's, Pete's is probably the worst. Pete's is amazing. And I've been wondering, like... Chances are that guy's hairline isn't receding perfectly with the show, right? So are they, like, shaving his hair? <laughs> I bet you they are. I bet you they're shaving his hair like that, oh, which God. would just be the worst. He looks kind of... He reminds me of somebody's hair. It's Somebody else's hair that I know. I don't know Can anyone like that. No? I don't know anyone like that. No. Uh, we also get to see uh, Roger's daughter again, who we haven't seen since she got disgracingly married <laughs> right after JFK got assassinated. That was a... Boner. That was a tough one. Womp womp. Um, so Roger gives a little talk. Uh, his aunt starts to talk. Don throws up. And then he just literally throws a giant fit about um, his ex-wife 
bringing her new husband and runs away. And I think we're all uh, we're all led to believe this is happening because, as we saw with the psychiatrist, Roger can't show his real emotions for anything, and it's starting to take its toll. Yeah. Am I right or am I right? I mean, he's losing it a little bit. Uh-huh. But he doesn't have any wife to kind of keep him, you know. He's alone. Even sort of in line. He's alone. He's alone. He's getting older. I'm just waiting for Joan to come back around. That's all. Oh, man. I, I mean, what's his name's out of the picture? So I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. The rapey doctor she was married to. Okay. That's true. We then get a shot of uh, Fatty Monster, I think, on the Lower East Side of Manhattan, uh, where it literally looks like it's like war has has, <laughs> has has broken out. I mean, that is bad. I mean, was it that bad back then? Apparently so. I trust I trust the wiener to yeah. get that right. Yeah. The whiner, the wiener. I think it's wiener. I actually think it's wiener. And Do he you? just has changed it because, I mean, wiener. Huh. I will because he doesn't want to be associated with... Wieners? Andrew. Anthony wiener. Anthony wiener. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Well. Anyway, uh, we then get ourselves uh, back uh, to the funeral where Roger's ex-wife comes in and has a talk with him. He makes a pass at her, as you do. Um, I think he just feels bad. Uh, she, she just feels bad for him. I think she knows exactly what's going on. Oh, yeah. And it's, uh, and it's, uh, it's tough. Certainly. Uh, we then see the guys taking Don back home, and he said some, he says some really interesting stuff to the... The, the doorman, mostly about, you know, what, what did, did you, you see, see when yeah. you died? Um, I don't, I mean, honestly, I don't know why Don can't hold himself together a little better I now. Know. But, 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 but listen, Don's been through a lot. I have not been to war. Like we mentioned, I didn't, I haven't seen anyone been kicked to death by a horse. He's obviously dealing with some pretty large demons. Mm. He needs to start swimming again, I think. I think that's a fixer for yeah. most. So for some reason, uh, Fatty Monster is at this house. Uh, she thinks this is where um, Sally's friend is. Apparently, she feels the need to be a mother all of a sudden. I mean, certainly this girl's mother died. Betty Monster's mother, mother died. Maybe she's, I don't know, she's feeling a connection. Or she's trying to bring the little girl back home. I don't So I, that, uh, I don't know, it can, get, it can get weird. Betty kind of pushes herself into this rat house of a, of a place. And um, starts asking these guys if they know her, if they've seen her, how they could help. Uh, these guys are in bad, bad shape. <laughs> this place is a dump, to say it nicely. There's not doors anywhere. It's all burned out. They don't have running water. You go up on the roof and collect some snow um, to get some water to make a goulash. I don't know how to make a goulash, but Betty does. She's willing to help out. <laughs> I feel like if there's anybody that can make a good goulash... It would yeah. be Fatty Monster, if I'm not mistaken. Um, we then find ourselves back at the uh, back at the funeral. I believe uh, Roger's ex-wife had, had mentioned that maybe he should try spending a little bit of time with his daughter again. So he goes out and he gives her a mason jar, or a ball jar, of water. And do you remember where this water was from? Um, I don't know, it was sacred water of some sort. Was she baptized with it? Was he baptized with it? Yeah, it was from somewhere. From somewhere. God, we are missing John on this one. <laughs> uh, it was from somewhere cool. Let's make it up. Um, it looks gross. It was either urine or it's from the Dead Sea. 
Roger was baptized in it. A couple other people were. She was baptized in it. He's given it to her to hold. And that's just Nasty. great. I think it might have been uh, it might have been Angel Tears. Oh wow. Either that's Angel a lot Tears or Puppy Tears or a combination. Tears. Angels cry a lot. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen those. I don't know see if you've seen those Victoria's <laughs> Secret commercials when they're not filming those. They cry. Well it just poured outside. So That's not what rain is. Yeah. Nice to know. Uh not to waste any time, um, his daughter puts the moves on him to invest in um, a new plan that her uh, that her husband has. About mm. I believe it had to do with shipping, bananas mm. or fruits in refrigerated trucks. Mm. Hey man, you got to get on the ground level of that. God knows I would have jumped right on. I would jump right on it now. People love bananas. Oh man! So we find ourselves. We've, let's just skip that scene. We find ourselves uh, back in the um, back in the burned out hobo palace. That is. Why the, is she even staying? Like, why does she, she just stay? refuses to leave? She's going to find this girl. Um, so then, like the head honcho of the uh, of the Lost Boys comes home, and we find the violin case, and he says that he traded. You know, he bought it off of her, and I think Betty off Betty offers him ten bucks, and he's like, whatever, and. Uh, she just ends up leaving it there. I mean, this girl was lost. She's gone forever. Well, didn't they say she went to California? California, I yeah. believe. Good for her. It's I too know. cold there. Ugh. Are you kidding me? The place looks like a dump on fire. And probably will soon be. Mm. We get kind of our first shot of Abe. Uh, Abe, too, has grown a mustache. Now, I don't know, folks, because I wasn't alive in, I think, 67. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that what they said? 67, yeah. 67. Um... But apparently it might have been a law that you had to have a mustache or a grotee. Yeah. And if you didn't, um, you weren't cool. Well, obviously, as are these two little guys that... Uh, that are in Peggy's office. little Peggy has to deal with here. Well, Peggy is working everybody as hard as she can about this whole um, uh, lend me your ear situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, these guys come in and literally have nothing for her. She throws a sandwich at them and says, split it and keep working. Abe's listening to some records. Using the headphone, giving them a go. Inspiration. I love those headphones. They're super huge, though. Yeah. You see those cans? Mm-hmm. Oh, we call them cans in the business. I don't know if you're <laughs> familiar with cans. I call them Oh, cans. is that what you call them I in call your them business? In cans in my business. Uh-huh. Yes. I run a strip club. Uh, <laughs> uh, we then uh, find ourselves back in um, the Francis household. Betty gets to come back to her nice, warm house mm-hmm. and her nice, warm husband. Yeah, maybe she'll forget all about that little girl. Oh, she yeah. Probably no, has she already has. Yeah. She's, uh, she's, uh, uh, Henry Francis does notice that her coat is ripped and figures, well, that's, that's just the reduction gone bad. <laughs> and now, now her clothes are spitting. splitting. We find ourselves uh, checking into the office with Pete and Dawn. Uh, R- Roger's back at the therapist. Things still not going well. But the big scene here that I think everyone's talking about is we see that new guy again. And he's super happy and nice. And he's upstairs and he's working in kind of the common space. And which is weird. Which is fine. And he says something to Ken Cosgrove. And Ken, Kenny Cosgrove lets him have it. Well, Ken suddenly grows a pair. We're seeing a dark side of Kenny. Yeah, I do love remember, it. Do, do you remember what that was all about? The dark side of Kenny? Yeah, what, what they were all yelling about. Well, no, not oh. really. Me neither. I mean, I think it had something to do with, um, you know... What are you doing up here, man? What? It's, you're, you're being weird. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> no. 
That was a folks. I'm man. This really is a complete disaster. Uh, <laughs> really we then sorry. we then find ourselves back in Don's office, and he's uh, showing this uh, Hawaii um, ad that he came up with. He, he felt as if he, you know he really. I think I think even with Hawaii and all the death, it's really had quite an impact on him. I think the beauty of the the space or the area or the the the, the island. There mm-hmm. we go. The island really had an effect on him, but also this kind of feeling of death, unfortunately, had a bigger effect on him. Not only, I think, the uh, the doorman, but also the boy um, who got married. Mm-hmm. He's going back to Vietnam, and ninety nine point nine percent of the chance he's not gonna not gonna make it back to San Diego. So Hawaii, the jumping off point, uh, man, like a lead balloon, like you've never seen, man. Um, everyone, everyone in the, in the, uh, room morbid. was like, yeah. that's a dead man. Like, where, like, where's the shot of the hotel? Can we not at least see him walking in the water? Did he go to kill himself? Like it was, it did not go over well. I think Don is clearly taken aback and is like, what is going on here? Now, folks, the most important scene of the entire episode is at, is at one hour and 19 minutes. And I'll tell you what it is. Henry Francis's sweater. Did you see this thing? It's got like a unicorn. I it has a skier on it. A giraffe. I think it has a belt on it. There's some, some birds, birds there. Yeah. That sweater is amazing. Oh, do no, you, it's dogs. It's dogs. It's, it's hunting dogs. Now, do you guys make that sweater? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? We invented that sweater. Yeah. Uh, everyone is taken aback completely when Betty comes in with Joan Jett black hair and i gotta be honest with you folks not a good look i mean it wasn't a horrible look i gotta say not a good look for her she needs to stay blonde from where she started to where she's come oh god right she looked amazing that first season banging yeah i think you would say banging and now it's just it's just kind of squishing it went from banging wobbling along yeah wobbling yeah kind of shaking Clump, clump. Wait, step thump. Step thump. It's a step thump. She may have a limp. I don't know. Uh, but again, Henry Francis, like the saint he is, uh, tells her she looks amazing. He loves it. When in reality, you know he doesn't because she looks gross. Um, we then, oh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to. New Year's Eve. I'm just going to say it. We're at New Year's Eve. We've got our doctor friend and his wife over. Um, it is snowing like the Dickens. We've had so much fun. Oh, they have another set of friends over, too, but who cares? It's snowing like the Dickens. We're having so much fun. Let's just hang out. Hey, guys, guys, we miss midnight. That's hilarious. <laughs> so um, much fondue. We've had, we've had too much fondue. We've had too much fun. We've looked at too many pictures of Hawaii. And uh, I'm going to... I hate the way they do this because it's tough to explain. Like, I want to talk about that scene, and then all of a sudden I'm talking about Chaw. Yeah. So I'm gonna finish this. I'm gonna finish this part. We can go talk about Charles yeah, later. Yeah, yeah. If that's okay with you. John's, oh, John's yeah. not here to yell at me. No. Um. So we find ourselves too drunk. The doctor gets a call from the service, right? That says, "Hey, people are dying out here. We need you in there, man." And he's like, "Duty calls," right? So he goes down to the basement of the building. Let me find my skis. Let me find my cross-country skis that I keep for just this kind of occasion. And he skis into work because he, you know, he realizes he, they, they really make him into like a, a, a... It didn't look like there was much snow on the ground. He probably could have just driven there. There was so much snow on the ground. Oh my God. I don't there think was you watched like the not episode. even so much it snow. It almost seems like you didn't even watch this episode. 
No, I did. Okay. I mean, I was busy tweeting for. That's true. That, a lot that of is it. hard. It takes a lot of time. But I'll tell you. I'll tell you what, folks. The explosion in this episode, the part that really hurt my heart, is right at the end, when we find out that Don, who has an incredible amount of admiration for this guy, and I think we know why, because he is boning this guy's wife. How can he is skiing to save lives, and you're there? Ruffling the feathers, rolling around in the blankets with his lady. You just don't do that. I mean, thank babe. God for that back door entrance, right? In the kitchen there? I had to say in the kitchen there. <laughs> you know, so you can sneak out. No? You what now? Uh, anyway. Uh, whatever. Wow. I think uh, I think what's <laughs> I think I think what's important here. Is uh, is we that Don? Uh, Don definitely says we have to stop doing this. Yeah, but and I think it was naive of me to ever think that he would stop uh, horsing around. Was that one of your predictions? It's always one of my predictions because I'm an idiot. It, it, he he can't stop horsing around. It has nothing to do. I mean, I think it's clear. Although Betty was awful, I don't know if it had that much to do with her. No. And I don't know if it had that much to do with Megan. No. It's him. Like he can't. He can't find peace in his life, yeah. right? So if you can't find peace in your life, you can't sleep. You can't go on vacation. You can't have fun. You're always miserable. And you're always looking for something to kind of fill that space. And how does he fill that space? With ladies. Don't make, don't make crude jokes. I, you were just going to make crude excuse jokes. Excuse me. I was not. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Now, folks, uh, before all of that... There was the scene where um, uh, Peggy uh, saved the day by coming up with a new campaign, being amazing. Chaw comes back, pretty much says, you're amazing. You're killing out. You're killing the staff. Let him go home. It's New Year's Eve, for Christ's sake. But you're doing a great job. Uh, we see that, um, we see that uh, Peggy and Stan are still uh, buddies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stan's working New Year's Eve, too, which is a bit unusual. Yeah. But... He's working New Year's Eve. Uh, Peggy's working New Year's Eve. They're talking on the phone. Um, he heard the whole thing go down. I think we really see uh, Peggy shooting for the stars. You know what I mean? She's going to be amazing. Maybe her and Don will get to get back together at some point. But folks, I'm going to say, that's the show. Kate and I just reviewed an hour and a half show in under an hour. <laughs> Could have we done it without John? Could yeah. we have done it better with John? Oh, my oh, God. Oh, most certainly. Oh, my God, folks. Most certainly. Oh. Listen, I know what you're saying. Hey, I'm a new listener. This was rated the best show, the best po- the best Madman podcast. Guess what? It is, but it needs John to do it. Now, hold on. Next week, Dr. John will be back. And he will, he will make up for this. We promise. <laughs> but I've got to say... This wasn't so bad. It was a little bit better than I thought it would be. That's better than nothing. I mean, I'll tell you yeah. that. We could have just we could have just recorded dead air for fifty two minutes. I yeah. handed you that. Well, but Kate, when you put the mic right in front of me, you know. What does that mean? I try. You did. You a did great. You did. You did great. Um, but Kate, mm-hmm. you sometimes think to yourself, "Hey, let's say I want to call up and complain about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there a hotline I can do? Yeah. There's not." But yeah, what you well, can do is email us at staff at madmanrecap.com. Now, John gets those emails, and he'll reply. 
But if you have a, something specifically you'd like to Wait, aim so the toward one, me. Wait, so the one 900 number, that's not... That's down. Oh, that's down. Okay. Yeah, uh, we had it staffed for the longest time, yeah. and it was killing us financially. Yeah, yeah. Um, so staff at madmenrecap.com, that's, where, that's how you get in touch with us. We will answer your questions or apologize for... Doing what we just did. I have a feeling we'll be giving a lot of apologies this we week. We will. We will. Uh, folks, uh, what else we got? I'll tell you. We got Facebook. Mad Men Recap at Facebook. One more? Okay. The tweeter? The tweeters. Yeah. Uh, Kate and I here, we're tweeting like mad. Are we going to do every show? Last week. We do every show because we can't not. Yeah. We don't know how not to. How, really, many, how many tweeter followers do you have? We have 100 billion. Oh, really? Yeah. We have 100 billion oh, followers. Yeah. It's wow. exhausting. I'm tweeting almost all day. Every day. <laughs> Just to keep up. I'm retweeting like a madman. Yeah. I don't even know. Like a madman. <laughs> I heard. Thank you for guessing it. I heard that um, retweeting causes cancer, but I'm still doing it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's how much I love the show. Yeah. So I do it. Okay. Um, do you want to cut our losses? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, it was great. Thanks for doing the show, Kate. Oh, <laughs> thank you for having me on, Paul. Are you going to do any other episodes? You think yeah, this year? Yeah, I don't. Uh, I got some trips coming up. Oh, where are you going? Um, Anywhere? Okay. <laughs> sounds nice. That sounds like a nice place. It's a very nice place. It's quiet. <laughs> There's no, There's no radio na- or internet. No nasally or, kind um, of. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, folks. Uh, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. It. I think we're going to set up our own It Gets Better website. <laughs> All right. Talk to you later. Good night. Bye-bye.